Hey everybody, George Robson here, Worship Arts Pastor at Ocean Grove Online Church. Welcome to another one of our podcasts. I want to encourage you to stay with us for this week's scripture reading and message. All right, so I, I want to clarify something I said a little earlier. I am moving from Neptune to Morristown, but I am remaining as the pastor of the <laughs> That is not ending. In fact, um, come July 1st, I'll be starting my sixth year. <laughs> Just in case you were worried about it. <laughs> Uh, The Word of God comes to us this morning from the letter to the Hebrews, New Testament, chapter 2, verses 1 through 4. We must pay the most careful attention, therefore, to what we have heard, so that we do not drift away. For since the message spoken through angels was binding, and every violation and disobedience received its just punishment, How shall we escape if we ignore so great a salvation? This salvation, which was first announced by the Lord, was confirmed to us by those who heard him. God also testified to it by signs, wonders, various miracles, and by the gifts of the Holy Spirit, distributed according to his will. Friends, this is the word of God for the people of God. Let's pray together. God, we thank you for your word this morning from this uh, wonderful book of Hebrews. We thank you for its message, and we pray that you would open our lives to it and speak into our hearts so that not only would we be hearers of the word, but doers as well. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So far this summer, I have uh, found myself more and more drawn um, to this book of Hebrews in the New Testament. We did a Bible study on Hebrews about a year and a half ago at the church, and it was really cool. It was, uh, it was called Hebrews, of course, but every week in the study, um, we, we had um, baked goods and guess what? Coffee. But all the guys in the group had to make the coffee because Hebrews. <laughs> got to stay on your toes. It's fine today. I had to include a dad joke. But the more I'm reading the book of Hebrews, the more fascinating I'm finding it. So let me give you a little bit of background. You know, most scholars believe that it was written by the Apostle Paul. But it was written to not a, a church like Corinthians or Thessalonians or Galatians or Ephesians. It was actually written for a Jewish audience, or the name Hebrews, and it was written to those who, who believed that Jesus was the Messiah, but now years later were beginning to doubt whether he really was or not. So Paul, in this letter uh, to this group of people, makes the case for Christ. And in it, he compares and contrasts Jesus to many of the key historical people and events from the Hebrew Scriptures, from our Old Testament. 
And it's through these comparisons that Paul lifts up the fact that, that Jesus is superior to everyone else that we read about in the Hebrew Scriptures. Through these comparisons, Paul shows that Jesus is greater than the angels. He's more important than the Ten Commandments, Moses, and he is the perfect sacrifice for the sins of the people, culminating in the final sacrifice in what was a very complicated sacrificial system for ancient Israel. He is God's word. He is the son of God. He is the heir of all things. He is the creator of the world. He is the radiance of God's glory. He is the exact representation of God's nature. And everything is upheld through the power of his word. These are all of the things that Paul is writing about in the book of Hebrews to say to this group of people, and yes, to us today, don't doubt who Jesus now, it's interesting, in, in, in Hebrews chapter 1, Paul lays out this argument that, that Jesus alone deserves the whole primary place in our lives. It's Jesus. It's not anything else or anyone else. And, and I think by implication, we can say, and this is important to, to note and to uh, uh, take into our lives and have it shape us, only when we give Jesus his rightful place in our lives will everything else in our lives fall into its rightful. Let me say that again. Only when we give Jesus his rightful place in our lives will everything else in our lives fall into its rightful place. What's really interesting about Hebrews chapter 1 is there are no commandments. There are no to-dos. There are no you ought to do this. It is just this wonderful description and declaration of the greatness of Jesus and the special, unique position he holds in the kingdom of God. It's not until chapter 2 that we get our first command, our first duty, our, our first order, something that we need to do. And again, we just read it. For this reason, or therefore, because God has spoken through his son, Jesus Christ, because Jesus is the creator, sustainer, and redeemer of the world, in light of who Jesus is, greater than anything and everything else, we must pay close attention to what we have heard or what we have read. The first commandment we get from the book of Hebrews is pay close attention to what we have heard. Pay close attention to the word of God as revealed and proclaimed in his son, Jesus Christ. What does it mean to listen carefully? To pay close attention? Well, I, when I get to those kind of questions, I do go to the dictionary, and this is what I found. To Listen carefully means to accept advice or obey instruction, to pay attention to a sound or speech. Kind of works here, right? Accept advice or obey instructions to pay attention to sound or speech. To pay close attention is similar. To pay attention to something means to look or to listen to it carefully. Carefully. Paul is driving the point home here in the book of Hebrews, the importance of really listening closely to Jesus 
to pay attention to what he is saying, to accept his advice, to accept his instruction, and to look at what he has to say through the lens of not a casual glance, but a, this is important, i got to read it again. The author of Hebrews here, Paul, is driving the point home, the importance of really listening close to Jesus. And and that caught my attention. And I thought, you know, when I want to listen to something or someone, I make the time to do it. I make provisions to do it, right? When you want to listen to a favorite piece of music or a musical artist, what do you do? You find a... I'm going to date myself. A CD? <laughs> you don't? Stop Spotify it. Spotify premium? <laughs> Pandora? No. No. iTunes? No. You find where it is or she is and you listen to them. If we, um, well... My car actually has a cassette player, so I'm kind of But if we want to listen, we make provisions. If we want to hear the news, we go to MSNBC, CNN, NPR, Fox News. If we have a favorite author, we might listen to their audio book or certainly read what they have to say. When we want to listen or read or be exposed to something or someone, we make plans for our listening. So I want to ask this morning, how does all of that compare to how and when and how much time we spend listening to God and to God's Word? Is it less important? As important? Is it more important? Do we make provisions to listen, to read, to encounter God's Word as much as we do our favorite music artist or author or whatever else it is that we want to listen to. Hebrews is saying here again, Paul is saying here that in the Christian life, we must listen to God's word, and we must go on listening to God's word for our lifetime, right? For For our entire lives. We can't act as if we already know everything there is to know. And sometimes we do. We can't go on and act that we know all that we need to know or there's nothing left to learn from Jesus. If you've been with us at all over the last month, how many times have I started a sermon out by saying, I learned something new today. I learned something new this week. I I, I read something that I've read 10 times, but today it was different. That's what the scriptures do for us, right? That's what God's word does for us. It speaks into the current context of our lives. So there's always something more that God has in store for us. But here's the deal. It's so important that we listen and that we are open to God's word. There's an urgency here in Hebrews 2. Literally it says, it is exceedingly necessary that we listen carefully to what we have heard. And this is not isolated in the book of Hebrews. The author Paul tells us a number of times Wake up and listen closely to what God is telling you through Jesus Christ. Hebrews 3.1 says, And so, dear brothers and sisters who belong to God and are partners with those called to heaven, think carefully about this Jesus, whom we declare to be God's messenger. 
And then in Hebrews 12, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. Listen to him. Think carefully about him. Fix your eyes and your heart on him. Stay close to him. Learn more and more each and every day. Listen to the verbs again. Listen. Think. Focus. It's not hard to do those things. Is it? Listen and to think and to focus. The first command in the Hebrews isn't go work for Christ, go toil for Christ, go labor for Christ, or go die for Christ, go pick up your cross for Christ. Those are important things as well, but Paul is starting here with stuff that's not difficult. Listen to Jesus. Listen carefully. Pay attention. Focus on Jesus. Think carefully about Jesus. Friends, we can do all of that without leaving our couch. These are not difficult. You've heard of ADD, right? <laughs> Attention deficit disorder. I think sometimes we suffer from CDD. Christian deficit disorder. <laughs> we have a hard time staying engaged and staying focused on Jesus. And what Paul is telling us here this morning that listening, thinking, and focusing on Jesus is critical and foundational to everything else that grows out of our faith in Christ. Without this foundation, our Christian life will lose its focus. It will lose its effectiveness. And Paul says, right after he says, stay focused, pay attention, he says, so that you will not drift away from it. Pay close attention to what you have heard. If you don't, you will drift away from it. You will drift away from Christ and his word. You will drift away from what it means to be one of his followers. But here's, again, what I know about the drift. It's hardly ever intentional. But life happens. You get distracted. Busyness crowds out the priority of our relationship with God, and we begin to drift. We might even get to a point where we feel spiritually empty, anemic. We stop reading the Bible, and we go through long periods of time between when we stop and pray and have our holy, sacred conversations with God. When we drift away from God, we are carried away from what we once believed about God, Jesus, and the Bible by the current culture and by our unbelief. Sin clouds our belief because if we're not focusing on God, it opens the door for other things to rush into that vacuum in our lives. Maybe we even start to question God's character and his lordship over our lives. And if we do that, then it becomes easier for us to drift 
further and further away. And again, I don't know anyone that woke up in the morning and said, I think I'm going to wander away from God today. <laughs> the interesting thing about drifting sometimes is that we don't even know we've started. We don't even know we've started to move away. It's that subtle. It's that insidious in our lives. Drifting happens slowly, and many times it happens unintentionally. So here's the good news. Drifting happens, but we don't have to keep on drifting. Amen? We don't have to keep on drifting. We can turn and return to our first love. We can experience renewed fellowship with the living God. If we have drifted or we are drifting, I have some suggestions that we can do that help us get back to our focus on God. One is to wherever you are, say, God loves me unconditionally and his grace is enough to cover my drift. Friends, we can never drift far enough away from God that God can't find us. And that is indeed good news. Can't only find us, but bring us back. <coughs> Second thing is, I, I, this is important for me, it might be for you, commit to a life in community with other believers. And here's why. James 5.16 says, Therefore confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. If you've drifted away or you feel yourself beginning to drift away, tell your brothers and sisters in Christ and ask them to pray for you. Pray for your healing. Pray that God will find you and bring you back. And you don't have to wait to do that this morning. We have a prayer tent right over here. You can go after this service is over. There'll be people over there. They're waving. They're saying, come on in. You can pray. They will pray with you that you drift. We'll, we'll, we'll reverse and head back in the other direction towards God. And perhaps most importantly, you can add spiritual habits back into your life. Prayer. If you have drifted away from prayer, it is as close as the next moment in your life to close your eyes, to bow your head, and say, God, I, I've gone away from you. I know you haven't gone away from me. I, I want to get back. I want to get back. Help me hear your voice. Bible reading. Remember that we started there. Don't forget what you've heard about Jesus. Read, read, uh, reacclimate yourself with who Jesus is in the scriptures. <laughs> Don't give up on attending worship. And attending the body of Christ. As you do so, I also want to encourage you to, yes, pay close attention to what you are hearing and reading, to what God is telling you and revealing to you, but don't just go through the motions. 
Going through the motions is the very essence of drifting, isn't it? Pay attention. Give it your all. Don't be satisfied with being hearers of the word, but be doers of the word as well. Listen carefully, and paying attention is foundational, but it is also just the beginning. So friends, I encourage you today, I, I, I just put it out there for each and every one of us, wherever we are, and say, I want to get back. And even if I feel like I'm really there and I'm fully engaged and I'm listening and I'm paying attention and I, I, God is just ever present in my mind and in my heart, then your prayer needs to be, God, keep me here. Keep me here. Give me whatever it is I need to empower your Holy Spirit to stay here and to not drift away. We have a loving and forgiving God, don't we? And so if you have drifted, don't be afraid to ask God to meet you where you are and to bring you back into focus, into alignment, into faith. And as you do so, rejoice in who Jesus is. Put your faith in him and allow God to bless your life. Let's pray. <laughs> And again, if you feel called or led to, please make your way to the prayer tent. We'll be there to pray with you about any of these things or anything else that may be on your heart. Let's pray together. Oh God, drifting may not seem like a big deal. But when we drift, we begin to enter dangerous waters. Because we are wandering and drifting and, and moving away from the centrality in our lives of Jesus as Lord and Savior. Help us to keep our eyes fixed on Him, to keep our heart and our mind fully engaged in, in Jesus through the power of God's Holy Spirit. And God, help us to have the strength and the courage and the wisdom to recognize when it is we are beginning to drift so that we can immediately make our way back to you. And we thank you, O oh God, that when we do that, we know that you will be welcoming us with open arms and to say, welcome home. This is where I long for you to Just pause for a moment and allow each and every one of us to lift our prayers to God. that we put him in the right position in our lives 
so that everything else in our lives will fall into its rightful place. We pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen. We really appreciate you staying with us this time around. Remember, you can always search out other podcasts from OGC by looking up Ocean Grove Church or type in oceangrovechurch.com slash podcast question mark format equals RSS in your player of choice. And if you'd like other ways to stay up to date on all things Ocean Grove Church, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok as Ocean Grove Church, on Twitter as OG Church, and don't forget our website, OceanGroveChurch.com. And you can contact us via email at OceanGroveChurch at gmail.com. Until next time, we bid you peace.